This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're home for the best Ravens time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. 1057 The Fan. 3-8-8-1057 The Fan News from the Nest here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. You want to be part of the fun, get in at 410-583-1057 WGK Law. Phone lines, but let's get to John Harbaugh. Met with the media yesterday. He'll meet with him again tomorrow. Coordinators later on this afternoon out there in Owings Mills. But Ravens beat 10 teams with a winning record this year in their accumulation of a 13-4 and record. How does that help you, John Harbaugh, not only down the stretch, but now into the postseason? It definitely helps. I mean, it sharpens you. You know, it's, uh, it forges you. It makes you stronger. All right. Iron sharpens iron, I guess. That's what uh, Harv's always said. He's rather short and to the point. Yeah. What's he supposed to say? It's a detriment. and We're going to yeah. get worn out. We'll be tired from playing all these tough teams. Battle-worn. Yeah, it is testament to them, no doubt, that they've handled their best, uh, their uh, and, and their business. The, the thing about it is, is probably their average winning score is probably pretty pretty favorable. Well, they've destroyed NFC teams. Oh, no doubt. In particular, by the way, spread just went up another point. It was nine yesterday, went down to eight. Now it's up to uh, went down to seven. Now it's up to eight. That's ESPN bet with the point spread there. But yes, Vinny playing. Formidable teams gives you an idea of what you're facing. And there is some familiarity, obviously, with Houston, even though it's almost four months in their rearview mirror. And they're a different team. But then again, both teams are better today than they were back in mid-September. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, especially for the Ravens, the offense, because that was a work in progress. It took like, what, eight to ten weeks for them to get kind of rolling offensively. So they were nowhere near where they are now offensively. Defensively, I think they were pretty good back that first week. And and then for the Texans, I think offensively, they were just kind of scratching the surface. Plus, they don't have a lot of those same guys either. Also, John Harbaugh talking about, well, we were discussing it earlier in the show. It's finality here. It's win or go home. So, John Harbaugh, you're aware of that scenario, correct? You know, it's just the excitement of being in the playoffs. I mean, you understand it's a it's true. We talk about being 1-0, and and it comes into sharp focus in the playoffs. But our guys understand that's not something we need to talk about. We just understand that the teams, you know, that are playing right now, there's eight teams left, and it's the best eight teams. And so you're playing high level. We've been playing those kind of games pretty much for the last number of weeks. Our preparation remains the same. We were great today, on point, and I'm excited about that. And, Bob, I mean, remember we said that after the bye, they had the toughest schedule in the league, and if they could go, what, three and two or four, you know, they went undefeated. You know, so, I mean, that is a testament to where they are and how they're building. And now, after the bye, they're going to have 
pretty much their whole cast of characters, it looks like. And he talks about everything coming into focus, but that's for everybody. And pressure is on the Ravens because they are the number one seed. We can revisit 19 again, and we will. But for Houston, they come in. Do they have with D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud a house money mentality? Or are they looking at it like, hey, you know what? We're two wins away from the Super Bowl here. This is no longer a little dream that we had. This is real close to possibly being a reality. I think that probably management and fan base and stuff, Bob, they're probably like we're playing with house money. Whatever we get uh, is a bonus. I would think D'Amico, hey, like we got a hot quarterback. We're playing good. We get some turnovers. Um, we can we can go win this thing. But uh, you know, it's I think it's a long, long, long stretch for them to be think that they're Super Bowl contenders right now. Well, they beat Baltimore Saturday, uh, then that becomes a very real yeah. dream for them. But. With Houston and with Green Bay, two teams that are playing against number one seeds on Saturday, what they have found for the future, they found their quarterback, <coughs> oh. which means that the future is extremely bright for both franchises, win or lose Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Bob, with their with their draft picks, they got they got their franchise quarterback and they got franchise pass rusher. So I mean, after that, you know, everything else is kind of cake. You can kind of build around that. And the Ravens have their franchise guy, Kansas City, Buffalo. They have theirs. I guess Brock Purdy's a franchise quarterback for San Francisco. No doubt. But Houston and Green Bay have found theirs, and we'll get to the playoffs uh, later in the show. But Tampa and Detroit, I mean, they have their guys for now. Yeah. And, well, Baker's a free agent, yeah. so they're going to have to pay him. Bob, you know what's crazy about Baker is uh, I don't know what he's making this year, three mil or whatever. But if they sign him to a long-term deal, he's probably going to get thirty-some million dollars. Good for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Why would they not sign him? Not to digress too much here. I don't know. He's young. They he he's competitive. He's tough. His teammates, I'm sure, love him. You know, he throws for three hundred over three hundred yards with broken ribs and stuff. I mean, yeah. What more could you ask for? Twenty-eight eighty one zero five seven. The bad news from the nest. Speaking of a quarterback loved by his teammates, it's Lamar Jackson. And here's Lamar talking about the team grooving at the end of the season as his final two games against San Francisco and Miami wrapped up MVP for him. Didn't play against Pittsburgh, but having that groove and how that bye might affect the mojo here. Yeah, I believe we, we was, you know, uh, especially against the opponents we had, you know, playoff opponents. That's the, that's the thing about that bye week. I was like, dang, we got a bye week. I, I believe we was getting into a groove. You know, we was getting... More and more dialed in, but it is what it is because, you know, Coach Harbaugh still made us practice like we was preparing for a game, so I, I believe we'll still be ready. I think uh, it was not your typical bye week that they have during the regular season, Bob. It was uh, a lot of practice. And you know what would be interesting if they ask any of these coaches today, um, did they practice in pads like last week or this week? Have they gone into pads because, you know, they've had two weeks off? Well, Odell Beckham met with the media yesterday. Odell Beckham Jr., one of the veterans with a Super Bowl ring. And he was asked yesterday, now that you know who you're playing, you have a game on Saturday, has intensity ramped up at practice this week? I can't say. Personally, for myself, I don't know if it's, it's any different. been looking forward to it since, you know, the win against Miami. You know, it's been a long 
time that you've had off. I'm always intense when it comes to this, and I'm always thinking about it. I don't. I'm guessing, Bob. It's uh, business as usual. Now, if it would have been Cleveland and the Joe Flacco stuff and all that, there would have been a lot more questions and stuff that they would be asked. Oh, sure. You know, so then things ramp up a little bit more, plus playing a team for the third time. So I would think that they got the team that they wanted to get. And then finally, Odell Beckham came to Baltimore. He had other options in the offseason, and, yeah, the Ravens paid him handsomely to come to the Charm City. But here is his, his goal and what he wants for his new team and for himself. Like I've been saying the whole year, I feel like everybody knows uh, what's at stake. Just being down that road, you know, remembering all the feelings of how things went and how the games go, it's just, it's just about dialing into all the things that Coach Harps talks about, small fundamentals of football, everybody doing their assignment. You know, there's no teams that are here by mistake or accident. Yeah, and you know what, Bob? I mean, you, if they go win that game Saturday night, they'll be – They'll be happy, Bob, but when you're in the Ravens, you'll be relieved. On to the next one. That's I, I think that's kind of how they'll feel. Ah, abs- I agree with that 100%. They win this game. You know, spoiler alert, I think they will. We'll do our picks on Friday. There'll be a big old sigh of relief coming out of M&T Bank Stadium around 8 o'clock Saturday. Oh, and then when Harbs has to go up to Bashadi's box, be a lot more relieved than being like uh, McCarthy going to see Jared Jones. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great questions. Uh, James at Cordell, that's a great question. A lot yeah. of those instead. <laughs> you watch the game. It's Vinny at Haiti 105. So the fan will come back. Let's count that cash. Hopefully with buy or sell. The Wiz, Walt Williams, preview Maryland Northwestern tonight. Can Maryland steal one on the road? Make it three straight before they come back home this weekend. And then Vinny's film breakdown of the Houston Texans. They are coming here with a purpose, and that's to win a football game. They're just not going to roll over, that's for sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 105.7 The Fan. Penny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Pick the songs. We'll play a favorite female artist or band. Ravens, eight-point favorites against the Houston Texans divisional round of the NFL playoffs here in Baltimore coming up Saturday at 4.30. Tons going on in the world of sports as we talked about with Andy Koska. Pitchers and catchers less than a month. Maryland hoops tonight. Game you can hear on the fan. You got NBA, NHL, Chalk Bullet. They're coming up on the all-star break in their respective sports there. So time is a-flying, but we can't do much without that cash. So where's that money by herself? Well, the Dow, the Dow is down 70. The S&P's down 30. NASDAQ is down 136. DraftKings is up $1.34. Under Armour's down a nickel. Start here in the NFL with the Steelers. Uh, Mason Rudolph, pretty big reason why they were able to sneak into the playoffs. And while his performance against the Bills wasn't that great, he wasn't the sole reason they lost. Certainly didn't cost them the game. Pittsburgh, they have a ton of question marks at quarterback right now. Not just who's starting, but who's going to back up said starter. Uh, You look at Mitch Trubisky, he's still under contract through 2025, while Rudolph, uh, as good as he was, he's a pending free agent. And, of course, Pickett still on that rookie deal. Vinny, buy or sell, the Steelers should bring Rudolph back part ways with Trubisky. Um. I'll soft by to me that's just part of it. I still think they need to upgrade even higher than that. Go get a Kirk Cousins or somebody like that. How about over to baseball here? Over the past two seasons, Luis Arise made a name for himself as the best contact hitter in baseball, finished with the best batting average both years, and had more walks than strikeouts in that time period as well. Seems like the kind of player you'd want to build around if you're Miami, but Reports are circulating that they're open to trading anyone and everyone, and that includes Arise. Uh, He won't be a free agent until after the 2025 season. The Marlins just made the playoffs last year. Are you buying or selling, Bob, that they would really consider trading a player like Arise? Well, I'm buying it. I mean, Minnesota traded him. I mean, in this day and age of baseball, it's where's the ribbies, where's the home runs, and I mean, we'll sacrifice strikeouts for high OPS and all that good stuff. And you know, a rise would be a hell of a player for you know the '85 Cardinals or somebody like that. And I'm not saying he isn't a hell of a player now, as he is an All Star, but I'm absolutely fine that they would trade him. Go back to football. The Dolphins, their offense was Jekyll and Hyde this season. Big time performances, like when they dropped 70 points on Denver. And then less than desirable games against Baltimore, Kansas City, Buffalo, just to name a few. It's the kind of inconsistency that has them searching for answers. And could play calling be under the microscope here? When asked if he would consider having someone else call plays in the future, Mike McDaniel didn't shoot it down, saying, quote, nothing is off the table. But Vinny, are you buying or selling that McDaniel's play calling could be called into question here? I'll sell it. I think he does a pretty good job calling plays. 
Uh, you know, they ran it. They they threw it. They they just were much better at home than they were on the road. How about tonight's game? Maryland looking to win another road game in the Big Ten. They're going to take on Northwestern. And player to keep an eye on when you're talking about the Wildcats, senior guard Boo Booey, maybe the best name in sports right now. He's averaging over 18 points per game, hitting a career-high 44% from the field. But just last year, the Terps held him to only four points in a loss. Uh, that was at Maryland. Uh, also averaging just 11 points per game against the Terps throughout his entire college career. Buy or sell, Bob. The Terps are able to contain Bowie tonight under 15 points for him. I'll sell that because uh, you know he remembers what happened at the Xfinity Center. And that was a big win for Maryland at that time controlling him but uh boo don't call me baba buoy <laughs> buoy i think he'll get redemption not saying that they're gonna win but maryland's gonna have to let's say he'll get his but make sure others don't beat you and for maryland jameer young julian reese Dante scott have to bring it to the uh to the table the the lack of turnovers or the seven that maryland committed that was huge for them against illinois because they still didn't shoot it all that great from beyond the arc but you know, keep the ball, value the ball, as they say, as we break out cliches. And it's all sports. Errors will kill you. Walks will kill you. Turnovers will kill you. Don't beat yourself. Yeah. Same thing in basketball. If you got 15 to 20 turnovers and they turn into points, you're most likely going to lose. Maryland didn't do that against Illinois. And I'll ask you, Nolan, is that a one-game aberration or could this be a sign of uh, better ball security to come here? Well, it wasn't a fluke victory, so that gives you hope. Like you said, they they played well, and they were consistent, not yeah. just with the turnovers, but there was no scoring lulls. Meanwhile, Illinois went through a bit of a drought, and that was ultimately the difference. Yeah. Boo-booey. Love that name. And we'll close with this here. Jason Kelsey calling it a career after 13 years in the NFL. In that time, really been the model for uh, the center position, six first-team All-Pro awards, and also extremely durable Hasn't missed a game since 2014, which was one of only two seasons for him where he didn't play a full 16 or 17 games. Seems like a lock to make it to Canton one day, but Vinny, are you buying or selling that he will be first ballot? I'll sell that. I think he'll probably have to get in line. Um, But you know what? Uh, 36 years old, made first team Pro Bowl going out, you know, making all pro and everything. I think that's... That says something about him. I mean, just listening to him talk, you know, like on the podcast, and he just, everything hurts, and he's got three little kids, and he wants to be able to play, you know, with a, he's got three girls, and he wants to be able to play. They had, one just got born, so he wants to be able to uh, be able to maneuver around a little bit. Would it help his cause in the voting that he's more of a higher-profile player? Yeah. I mean, yeah, now possibly. that you know who he is. I would think, Bob, that he's going to be doing TV for somebody. You know? Well, when they won the Super Bowl, he dressed like one of the <laughs> right, mummers. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they've got personality. Not saying that should be the end all be all when it comes to the voters putting you in. But, you know, if you look at merit, I mean, I don't know historically where centers rank in the got to get him in category, but do centers normally have to pay their dues? Who's been a center that I feel like O linemen in general sometimes might have to yeah. wait unless you're a generation receiver receive skill guys kind of got to wait nowadays. It yeah. seems like I mean I'm trying to trying who's to a think center? Who's a center I mean did Mike Webster get in in his first ballot? Is is Tinglehoff in from the Yes, Vikings? but it took him forever 
to get in. I think Webster may. I mean, we can look it up during the break. But when we come back, he's our Hall of Famer. He's a Maryland Hall of Famer, rightfully so, because he's Maryland legend Walt Williams. We'll talk about this game tonight against Northwestern. What what right against Illinois this past Sunday as Maryland got their biggest win of the year today, but they still have to do some work. Jerry Palm, uh, uh, Joe Lenardi, the bracketology guys, Maryland's on the outside looking in. This isn't a, hey, let's get to the NIT team. No, it's about getting to the dance. How much do they have to do to start dancing again? We'll talk to Walt, and then Vinny's going to break down the Houston Texans on film. Big playoff win on the road, or at home, rather, against Cleveland, but a lot of people thought the Browns are going to win. Not only did they not win, Houston Trout. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of Four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. Dean Haney, 105.7 The Fan, Woman Crush Wednesday. You pick the song, favorite female artist or band will play it for you. Send that song request to the Plotsport text line. Nolan McGraw is waiting for you. As you heard during Nolan's update, Terps tonight at Northwestern taking on the Wildcats. Here to break that one down. Talk about the season as we're more or less at the halfway point heading downhill to March Madness. Maryland legend. Numbers hanging in the rafters, man, and rightfully so. The Xfinity Center, longtime NBA standout, friend of the program, Bob Haney, Vitis Rado. Let's welcome in on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, the Wizard Walt Williams. Walt, what's happening, dude? How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Let's talk about Illinois real quick and, you know, watching the game and 39-37 at halftime. And I was just kind of, hey, man, moral victory. They're hanging in there. And then in the second half, Terps kind of imposed their will as their star stepped up big time. Jameer Young down the stretch, Juju Reese throughout the game. But we were talking last couple of days, it seemed to me, and then again, I'm not Walt Williams or John Wilmer or Gary Williams, but the lack of turnovers was huge for Maryland. So talk to our listeners about what they did better to protect the ball, and could this be a sign of pleasant things to come in that area? Yeah, you you know, they only had 11 turnovers, but uh, both teams did. The uh, Illinois did a great job of – a good job of taking care of the ball as well. So, you, you, I mean, you make a great point. I mean, in that first half, the Terps shot 43% from the field, you know. So that was that was encouraging. Um, but, you know, that was the traditional, how they normally shoot from the three-point line, uh, you know, around that 20% mark. 
Um, and Illinois, they were shooting 50% from the field, 63% from the three-point line. They had been to the free throw line more than, than the Terps. And all of those elements, the game was still only 39 to 37. So the Terps weren't playing as well in that first half, but they were still right there in striking range. And then you were right in that second half, they just turned it around. It was on the defensive end. I mean, they just smothered Illinois. Illinois shot like, like 22, 23% from the field. Um, uh, lowered, I mean, it was like 8 or 7% from the three-point line. So the defense was lights out in that second half. But not only that, the Terps were able to shoot, uh, you know, 50% from the field. So they are normally consistent on the defensive end. But what was different against Illinois, they was able to score the basket. You mentioned Jameer down the stretch, but Juju was huge uh, throughout the course of the game. You know, he he played well. And then you had the others, Dante with nine points, Geronimo with nine points. He don't necessarily need – Geronimo don't necessarily need to get nine points, but he had three blocks. You know, that energy level that he brings. Uh, Deshaun had eight rebounds. Uh, Kaiser had six rebounds. So just getting those type of efforts from multiple guys is is the key for this team. And, you, you know, Jermaine and Juju, uh, they, they have to stand out as well. Now, uh, Walt, you mentioned Jordan Geronimo, you know, a senior came over from Indiana. And, you know, let's be honest, you don't want him firing up threes, even though he hit a big one in the second half against Illinois on Sunday. But how does he maintain sort of his defensive intensity, knowing that he's not called upon to be an offensive force? And, you know, could you expect that maybe you get a little bit more in the garbage, Keith Booth sort of baskets around the hoop sort of thing? Well, it's just a matter of him understanding what he brings to the table and not trying to play outside of the box. He's not a young player who's finding his way. He's a 50th senior, so he knows who he is. He should know who he is. Um, just like you said, he's not a, a three-point shooter. Um, but, you know, you don't want to discourage guys from uh, taking a, a wide overshot. You know, the defense is not guarding him at times. So you, you want him to feel confident to take that shot because he can make it every now and again. But where he's going to make his hay is rebounding the ball, being a defensive presence, you know, getting blocks or steals, things like that, and uh, getting us out on the break. What he can do on the defensive end allows us to to be uh, offensively on a, on a different page. So it's not necessarily what he does offensively, but what he does uh, on the defensive end that can allow us to be a better offensive team as well. Well, we're, uh, well you know, I mean, I was kind of giving Julian Reese the business after the UCLA game and then the – you know, I guess the no-show against the Purdue where he didn't score at all. What's been mm-hmm. the difference for him? Because if you look outside of those two, he's been a consistent force. Does he hear that sort of noise, especially given that he's a Baltimore guy and understands that maybe sometimes that local criticism might be a little more harsh than it should be? Uh, I don't think it's harsh than it should be. I mean, he scored one point and zero points. I mean, this dude is a a, a, a fantastic player. Um, you know, you, you you can't have games like that when you're that caliber of player. So I, I think it was justified criticism, and he responded to it. You know, uh, he's been playing well as of late, and you can just see the energy level is there. He's uh, he's doing a little bit better of staying out of the foul trouble and keeping himself on the court. But he has to be more of a person who has a defensive presence as well. You know, we look upon him to rebound the ball, you know, uh, uh, show up the paint area, and then look for him to score as well. So he has to be consistent with that. He got to just be tough-minded throughout the game and not let his emotions get the 
best of him uh, like it does at some times. And so he just got to stay in tune to the game and focused and tough-minded. And, uh, you know, he has a skill set uh, around that basket that, you know, he, he just really good, uh, you know, w- with his moves around the basket. So I think that if he can uh, do that, he, he can be more consistent. And uh, I think he can be even better. Walt Williams, the Wizard, joining us, bidding at Haney 1057, the Fab Maryland tonight, taking on Northwestern. Walt, part of that uh, Maryland radio crew, along with Johnny Holiday and Chris Naki. Uh, Walt does not travel to the road games as he's in the Walt Cave analyzing things as only he can. We talked about with Northwestern, they force a ton of turnovers, so that, I guess, will be key, obviously, for Maryland again tonight. But Boo Booey, we talked about it last segment here on the show with Nolan McGraw. Maryland kind of contained them last year. What do they have to do to maybe not hold him to four, but prevent him from getting the 18-plus that he normally brings to the equation? So I think that when you face a team like a Northwestern who has the, this one guy who is the engine who makes them go or who elevates them to the next level, I think that's tailor-made for a team, especially when he's a wing guy, I think that's tailor-made for a team like ours to be able to uh, be in that upset mode. I think defensively is where we make our noise, especially from the wing. Um, and, uh, and and we have just multiple guys who are bigger and more physical uh, than Boo Boy, so um, we can cause problems for him to score. I, I don't see anything being different than the last time. I don't think it would be four points, of course, but you know, I just think that it would be difficult for him to score all game, and because of that, um, I think that the Terps have a really good chance to win this game. Hey, well, when you were talking about Julian Reese a little bit earlier, you know, with his foul trouble, is that from emotion? Is that f- what? Why does he get himself into so much foul trouble? It's a combination of things. When I'm seeing him play, sometimes his, he get, his emotions get caught up in games and, and uh, um, you know, he's just a second late. Or sometimes it's not in his emotions, it's just that he's not recognizing what's happening uh, fast enough and it's just a half a second late in his movements. And then that late movement, the offense takes up that space and it's a foul. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the common, that, that comes from the aggressive wing defense. Sometimes you get broke down and you rely on that back end to take care of you. And so Julian has to recognize and see that a little bit sooner, like a half a second sooner. It's not, it's, he's not very late, but sometimes he's, he's a, just a half a second or so late in his reaction time. And so he just got to have an awareness of what's going on on the court as a whole uh, a, a little bit more and recognizing things a little bit quicker. And I think that'll help him a lot more than anything. He's the Wizard Walt Williams, Maryland legend. Yesterday, question, Walt, as we look at the, we're not in the home stretch of the season, but we're now past mid-January. Do you still see a Maryland team that is going to put on dancing shoes or are they going to be, uh, I don't know, standing against the wall watching everybody else party and then drink outside of the uh, thing, get yelled at by adults and stuff? Uh, for me, it's still a toss-up right now. You know, um, before that Illinois win, I, it was not, uh, I wasn't as uh, encouraged. But I, I think that win showed a lot of fortitude. I think it showed a lot of heart. And it showed what this team is capable of. I think that they were not lights out offensively. They were just decent but they are lights out on a defensive end. And so normally they've been, you know, below par on the offensive end and, 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 you know, the result is losses. So if they can just be decent on the offensive end, which I think they are very capable of, 
I think they can get some consistency, and and I think that uh, the Big Ten is not as good as it's been in the past. When you talk about from top to bottom, I think that you have maybe like Purdue, and then uh, you know maybe Illinois, and then uh, you know I think everybody else is kind of jumbled up in there and, and has room to. To, to make moves here. And so you talk about the Terps getting a big win against Illinois. I think they, they've made a big step in stating their case. He's the wizard, Walt Williams. Walt, always great to talk to you. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, buddy. You got it. Walt Williams, everybody, will come back, shift gears, talk about that Ravens team taking on the Houston Texans as eight-point favorites. Vinny's going to break down Houston on film. Big win last week against the Cleveland Browns, a game a lot of people thought Cleveland was going to win. They didn't. Vinny's going to tell you why. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. Houston Texans in town Saturday, 4.30. Kickoff divisional round of the AFC NFL playoffs. Ravens eight-point favorites. Number one seed coming off a bye. The Texans, they clobber the Cleveland Browns. Let's look at a team that's a lot different than they were when they were here for the season opener. Vinny's film study. Yeah, let's let's take a look because right now offensively when you look at them they've got Nico Collins, wide receiver. I mean, he is their go-to guy. He is he is pretty much their offense and um, Nico, he has 80 catches for almost 1,300 yards. 16.2 average, 8 touchdowns, 25 plays over 20 yards. And he has 550 yak yards on 109, 109 targets. So he is the main guy, and he hurt Cleveland. He's number 12 when you see him on Saturday. He can run. He runs good routes. He's got good hands. He's got good yak ability. That is definitely one guy that they have to stop. Now, other than that at receiver, you know, the guys that are healthy that'll be playing, John Meachie the third, you know, he's got 16 catches, averages nine yards a catch. Um, Robert Woods, Robert Woods averages 10-6. He has 40 catches, 126 yak yards. So he's not a big yak guy. You know, the guy who is the other guy, other than Nico Collins, is Dalton Schultz, a tight end. Now, he is a very good player. Came from the Cowboys. He's number 86. Now, he's got 59 catches for 635, averaging almost 11 with five touchdowns, 260 yak yards, and 20 plays over, or seven plays over 20 yards. Those were the two culprits in the game against Cleveland. And and some of those, they were running wide open, especially Schultz, which was hard to fathom. And also in that game, um... Brevin Jordan, he had a big play where they left. He they missed a tackle, and he just ran up the sidelines all by himself, untouched. Which was, I mean, he was running like Forrest Gump. Yeah, through I that mean, Cleveland I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland just turned people loose. You know, it wasn't like because a lot of the throws were underthrown. I mean, he was just throwing them. Stroud was throwing them, so they caught him, and they could stop and catch him. You know, because they were so wide open. I mean, that's that's the receiving core. Now, in the receiving core, it's Nico Collins and it's Schultz. Those are the two. Stop those two, and I don't, I don't know what they'll do offensively. And real quick with John Mechie from yeah. Alabama, he was diagnosed with leukemia 
sat out his entire rookie year. So he was a big-time player coming out of Alabama. So the fact he's even playing, I think yeah. we commend him for that. Now the running backs, Devin Singletary. Now he's averaging 4.2. He's got four touchdowns rushing. He's got 898 yards. He's got 30 receptions, averages six yards uh, a reception, and 217 yak yards. So, I mean, he's kind of their back. And then the other one is um, Damian Pierce, who came, we all know, from the Bengals. And Pierce is averaging 2.9 per rush. And he's got 13 catches. So, it's it's kind of Singletary. And they like to get Singletary on the outside. They like to pitch. And they're going to put him in the p- positions where it causes the Ravens' problem, where the Ravens have struggled on the edges. Well, Pierce had that big rookie year last year with Houston coming out of Florida where he gained almost 1,000 yards, but yeah. kind of taking a step back this season. Yeah, so the the thing about uh, their their run game is they li- they want to throw it. You know, they, they like to throw it, and and the Ravens got to make them one-dimensional. They just got to they gotta stop the run, especially, you know, don't give up those inside runs. And, and the thing about it is, is Jock, number six, the Notre Dame kid from Cleveland, he had a ton of tackles. I think he had 10 tackles. And they don't get up and combo the linebackers. They let them run free. And he, that's why he was able to make a lot of plays. And he, he made a bunch of plays. Now, their offensive line. Laramie Tunsil's a pro bowler to left tackle, number 78. He did a pretty good job against Garrett. He got some help, some, but more than, more times than not, you know, he had Garrett, but then Garrett moved over to the other side a lot, too, and then in the middle. But Tunsil's a good player. Now, the left guard, Juice Scruggs, second-round pick this year, he doesn't sustain. He, he'll come off, but he'll fall off. And he'll be going against Matabike, against a rookie. Yeah, I like Matabike in that one, especially, you know, in the past stuff. I, I like it a, a lot. And Scruggs doesn't combo up to the linebackers in the run stuff. Now the center, Michael Dieter, number 63, I don't think he's very good at all. I think that he can get pushed around. I think he can walk back. Michael Pierce, Travis Jones, they've got the ability to to walk him back. So I think they can take big advantage there. And even in the run game, because they're all line They don't knock people off the ball. That's why their run stuff is not that good, because they're not real physical knocking people off the ball. Shaq Mason, the right guard from Tampa Bay, um, he gets off balance and stuff, and I think he's another guy that you can get in on the pass rush. And then George Fant, the right tackle, 77. I think I think uh, Clowney, I think Clowney will be able to do some damage over there. Bull rush, and then be able to get him on the outside. But like I said, they are not knock you off the ball guys. That's the big thing there. Now the quarterback, he's playing outstanding. That's going to be the key. I mean, he he controls the whole thing. I mean, the first game of the year, he was kind of running scared a little bit, throwing the ball quick. Um, they got to get pressure on him. I mean, Stroud, he's completing 64% for 4,100 yards, and he's missed two games. And he's got 23 touchdowns, five picks. They do. He does not turn it over. And he's got 38 sacks with a 100 quarterback rating, and he doesn't run it a lot. He's run it 39 times, so he does not run a lot. So they can get pressure. They'll be able to get pressure on them. And then if the ball comes out quick, Cleveland should have had at least one interception. He made a bad throw. They didn't catch it. You know, when you get opportunities, you got to be able to catch the football when he throws it to you. 
Um, so the big things with Stroud is if they let him stand around all day and throw the football, he's going to complete some balls. Now, the, the thing that the Jets did watching them, they had pretty good coverage on on their receivers, on especially on Schultz and on Collins. And then Stroud's got to pull it down and move around. And that's when the Ravens can get after him a little bit. And that's what they got to do. Um, the stunting, the twisting, uh, they should have guys be able to win one-on-one and get pressure. Five sacks, like Bob said, in the first time they played. So I would think that Mike McDonald be able to try to confuse some. I, I think they'll play pretty good defensively. Um, and not having Humphrey, I, I think that'll be, if he doesn't play, I think that'll be fine. You know, because Stevens, he played last week. And then, uh, what, Darby out there? And then having Hamilton back, that's going to be big. Houston, as Vinny said, uh, decimated by injuries at wide receivers. No so doubt. it's kind of a one-man gang with Nico Collins. But we've seen, you know, connection works, quarterback wide out. Could make life miserable for opposing teams. If they're on a heater, yep. we got more breakdown of this game to come with Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com at 115. But when we come back, going to hear from C.J. Stroud. We're going to hear from head coach D'Amico Ryans as they look ahead to the playoff matchup against the Ravens. Your phone calls are welcome also at 410-583-1057. Ravens, eight-point favorites back at practice today. Used to come into town looking to spoil, a spoil, spoil the party for the Ravens. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 